Hey, this is James Lindsay. You're listening to New Discourse's Bullets, where I give a bullet point summary of a single issue topic that people ask me about so that they can understand it, you know, kind of frequently. And today the topic's a very controversial one. It is school choice. I have a very controversial view about school choice because uh, it's a very simplistic It's approached in a very simplistic way that I think is dangerous, so I'm not like a full-throated school choice advocate. But that said, as I've said repeatedly, I think that school choice is a necessary but insufficient condition for solving the problem that we face with our public schools, and in particular with the incursion of the woke problem with our public schools. Uh, It's a complicated issue in its own right. Uh, When I say necessary but insufficient, I think that we will not solve the problem in schools without it, but if we go into it blindly, it won't solve the problem and in fact might backfire on us. And so what I want to talk about is very briefly why it's a complicated issue so that people won't get so upset when you see Republican legislatures in various states not necessarily passing it, and then also um, why it has to be thought through very carefully so that we can make it work to solve this problem while also making it, uh, of letting us avoid the traps that are being set for us with school choice, because the woke are going to weaponize school choice to their advantage. And if you don't understand how, you're going to walk into the trap. So why is it complicated? Just to very briefly touch on this, a lot of rural districts, which are usually going to have very red legislators representing them, have a problem, which is that the only major employer in the area is actually the school. And so if you introduce something like school choice and you start creating this problem, that school system could actually lose enough money where it collapses, which you think, oh, well, if it collapsed, it deserved to collapse. That's the market principle, blah, blah, blah. But this is a problem. If it's the only major employer, you can actually collapse a community. And while that might be in the market sense generally good in the long term it's not good in the short term and so you're not going to find you, there has to be a bridging solution there has to be a bridge across that chasm because collapsing a town whose whole economy relies or a district or a county or whatever whose whole economy relies upon the school as the primary major employer is not going to be a winning voting issue so that's a complexity that has to be attended to but that's just a complexity that's a technical issue There's bigger issues with the school choice being kind of blindly applied. One is that it doesn't work to solve the woke problem unless you're very smart about it. The reason is because the woke already control all of the pipelines. Here are the major pipelines you want to pay attention to. The woke control the teacher licensure process. They have to go to a college of education, so you produce young woke teachers. So your teacher base is primarily going to be woke. If you want to have a certified teacher of some kind or another, they're probably going to be woke giving people choice to choose between woke teachers in different woke schools creates the ability for them to choose Coca-Cola in a red can, blue can, or black can, but it's still Coca-Cola. It doesn't give them an actual choice. It gives them the perception of choice, but no choice. So that doesn't solve the problem. So if the woke have a monopoly on teacher licensure, then they they have a monopoly on the product. And so choosing within the monopoly isn't actually choosing. You already have most of your brands already work this way, which means the woke who have fused with the corporatists know how this works. The idea would be to create lots of different companies that look like they're competing with one another that are actually all owned by one umbrella company that does exactly the same thing, if you want a kind of a picture. But just school choice on its own 
doesn't solve that problem. School choice only works in a free market, not a captured market. The accreditation pipeline for schools is also captured. And until it's uncaptured or diversified, you don't get around this problem. That's pretty significant. A third issue, and this is particularly important with private schools, is that the point of the school, we think, is to get educated. But I used to ask my students routinely when I taught as a kind of a fun question, as a poll, did you come here to get educated or certified? And overwhelmingly, the answer was certified, not educated. So they're looking for certification, which means they're looking for getting into elite colleges. And if the elite colleges and the other colleges around them especially are woke, then the elite schools and schools that are trying to get kids into those are going to serve those interests. So there's a there's a uh, demand channel pipeline capture as well. That problem also has to be solved until there is choice in what kind of college you can attend. School choice is just going to give you the choice of a bunch of schools serving colleges that have exactly the same interests. If you think that the point of going to school is about getting educated, get a little more cynical, wake up. Much of it has to do with getting certified to participate in the advanced levels of the economy, which means with the advanced, it means like the private schools are servicing is uh, how do you get kids into elite colleges? And so what the elite colleges want is what they're going to teach. So that pipeline is captured too. But this is just why school choice on its own, not properly thought through, won't work. So why we shouldn't be blundering quickly into stupid school choice bills. But this gets worse because the woke are setting a school choice trap that has to be understood or we're going to walk right into it. And your leg is going to be in a bear trap and you're not getting out. And there are two aspects to this. There's a small trap and then there's the big trap. The small trap is strings to the money. The idea with school choice is that the money follows the student. So if the student wants to go to a different school, then the money goes with them. But it depends on how that money goes. We can't just give people money because then obviously a lot of them won't spend it on education or something like this, which misses the point. They're misallocating tax dollars. So we can't do that. And so you give them something like a voucher, which is money that can only be spent for a certain thing. But if it's a money that can only be spent on a certain thing, then somebody has the bureaucratic power to to delineate what it can be spent on. So whether you're homeschooling, whether you're a charter school, whether you're a small community school, whether you're a homeschooling network, whether you're a big school, a public school, a private school, once that money follows the student, they can say, well, the only textbooks that will allow the money to be spent on are woke textbooks. The only teachers will allow you to hire are woke teachers. The only ones where you can actually spend this money are accredited schools, uh, which they can then make it so that those are only woke. And so they can actually use the school choice to funnel people into a trap where everything is just woke. So unless the textbook pipeline and every other thing is all opened up as well, this can actually be a trap where the money becomes less accountable to um, the public becomes more privatized and thus less accountable to the public. Just like you see religious schools can be religious, but public schools can't because they're, they have a different set of accountability. They can start to dictate even at the level of homeschool, what that money can be spent on. And they can gain a lot more control over that, which they don't control. That's a trap. The strings go with the money. If the money isn't thought through carefully, because they, if they're vouchers, the vouchers get to have an entire list dictating what that money can and cannot be spent on. That has to be thought through very carefully before these bills are proposed and passed or you've walked into a trap. But there's an even bigger trap the woke are setting. That's, of course, the key trap. But the bigger trap is that the woke are actually not they, – they fight against school choice because – of various reasons that are largely about their grift off the public schools. You'll see this from the school uh, teachers unions in particular who want to keep all that locked up in that place because that's the way their grift works. 
But the matter, the, but the truth of the matter is that they already have a plan for private schools, homeschools, etc. And it's this kind of community school model that they call, or 4.0 schools, or 4.0 schooling. And you can go look into this. You have the Koch Foundation is dumping large amounts of money into this, but so are woke entities are dumping lots of money into this. And you'll read the point of these things, and it's to integrate all these different educational methods and models. But all, all you see everywhere words like inclusion equity and sustainability baked into the system. In other words, what they want to do is they want to figure out a way to create private schools that are publicly unaccountable and to get them funded with public money. So you get all the benefits of the public money socialist style grift that they want to run while creating something that's hyper woke for whatever pipeline reasons we already discussed and uh, that's hyper woke, but totally unaccountable to the public. Because at the end of the day, Public schools have, because they're public and thus a government entity, have a lot more. It feels like they're very unresponsive to the public. They have more responsiveness to the public than the private schools. And again, if your choices are Coke and a black can and a red can or a blue can, but Coke, 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 you have exactly one choice. Um, and if they can control that, then you don't actually get around the problem by creating a market pressure. There's not going to be any market pressure. The market pressure is to get kids into schools that are going to go to the elite colleges that are only selecting for being hyper woke. Um, they're not even, they're trying to get away from even standardized tests. Just bring it in on essays and interviews, which are going to be super wokeified. So when you add in the fact that they're trying to create woke schools that take public money but are operated in a private capacity so that they absolutely and what, what will happen with those they will be brought under umbrella corporations that look like they're not just like this is the whole model everywhere throughout the whole world right now this kind of weirdo corporatist woke model so you can bet they're going to do it with schools and school choice can become the thing that that puts the gas in the plane the money to get this thing off the ground in the first place like right now, that plane's sitting on the runway waiting to take off, but it's not fueled up because it doesn't have enough money to do it. And school choice can be the thing. Those vouchers or whatever other methods of funding it can be the thing that takes that plane off. So I think that school choice is a necessary component to solving this problem. But then school choice works when we actually have a free market. So freeing up the education market and controlling for these other factors becomes a necessity before school choice can work. And if you don't get this right and you start passing bills blindly, you are going to walk us into a trap where education is even more woke, even more captured, and even more entrenched and stuck than it is now. So this needs thinking through, and it needs a strategy that isn't just blindly running around screaming school choice, school choice, school choice to satisfy conservative libertarians who are not looking two steps down the road, but only one. Because the market is not magic. The market is captured at present. And it's only going to get worse if we fuel the ability for them to capture it further. <laughs>